Alberta to the Yukon, Northwest Territories to BC. There was the Nutka, the settlers and me. Mountains, plateaus, islands and plains. Where it never snowed, but always rained. The mountains all had the soliloquies and pseudonames. But I didn't know them, so I just played their games. West Coast and Mountain, they all seemed fused. Everything was pulling into Vancouver like a black hole. It seems they're still searching for their share in the gold. They're all going to fish or mine. That's what they think's gonna get them in. But just like before, the stuff will run out and they'll sink in the sin. Like a fake dress, all linen and seam. I searched for a person inside the false dream, lined with copper and laced with salmon. They danced around with their hide of shaman. I looked at them with eyes too shut, but was still lost from the thread in paper huts. Looking from the plains At the silhouettes on the foothills Like cocaine stains Like a dancer until dawn I lived like a king Looking at mountains from my beautiful nothings the Rockies. The love and the drugs mixed in the valleys, while the armies of street etchings gathered and rallied. The laughs drift away as the plateaus settle flat, and the number of people become thought or stat. On their own they are movie stars, all wrapped up with a bow, but together they are numbers, too high or too low. Ooh. 
to find was the Rockies. Okay. So Eric, would you like to introduce that song since it is your song, our first song with actual lyrics in it? Yeah, well, not our first song with actual actual lyrics. We actually had oh. last time we on Dystopian Irony we had one. Did but we? This is, yeah. Um, but this was uh. Well, no, we didn't. Yeah, I remember that. Um, the uh. The soldiers get to it. Oh yeah, but in this one, um, we've gone the full way, and we've actually recorded our, us playing guitar and yeah. singing, and it's the first um recording that we've done together. It is actually by a band that we've created called the Sword Swallowers. Yeah, the name is, the name is subject to change, probably. Yeah, we're not sure yet, um, because we're we're gonna try to get into more folk stuff, so we're not sure if Sword Swallowers suits the name folk, of yeah. folk, um, but um. So what was that? What it, that I I've heard through my connection that that song, um, was actually wrote written for a school project. School project. Yeah. Um. There's an, kind of an interesting story. That was record, That song was recorded really. within two days' notice, by the way. Yeah. So like we we were uh, practiced it on the first day, for like half and an we hour. recorded it the next day. And you can probably tell. Um. I've never. I've sung before. Never I, on my own. Um. You didn't really sing. I've never sing. That's why I didn't sing really, cause I was didn't I was embar- too embarrassed, and that's why the vocals aren't amazing. But um, we did get we did pump out a song in two days, which I think is pretty amazing. Yep. And um. Well, uh, what what I did was I had to um, we did this thing this regions project which was super boring, and then she gave us a bunch of options like um, we we could we could do. It's hard to explain. It's a long story, but um, there are minor projects and major projects, and we had to do two minor projects and one major project. And um, I chose to do uh, a poem, a song, and a for minor, and an essay for major. But then I couldn't do an essay because I got so bored. And so she said to me, "If I record the song, then she'll then she'll count it as a major." So then I decided to record the song, knowing that I could. All of a sudden. So I decided to record the song, and so I phoned up Joel, and I said, I've got till Thursday, let's record it. And he's like, I'm down, homie. And so we tried it out, and we did it. And that's that. And it was pretty fun, I th- I'd have to say. And it we was. are looking forward to doing some new songs. We're new actually songs. working on a new song right now. Yep. Um, we are not going to give you a preview. Nope. Nope. Then you just plagiarize it. Yep. Plagiarize it. So what, what was behind the meaning of that song? Um, I was, I was kind of thinking of I was supposed to just teach you about the re the regions. Um, I didn't know about Cordillera. Actually, you did without knowing it. I oh. told you that there was mountains, plateaus, plains, and um, islands, and all that. I told you about a lot of things actually in that song. If you can try to pick it up for educational value rather than for entertainment value, but um, I more wrote it just to show kind of like the longing and the lacking. Kind of, if if you understand what I'm saying there, which I don't really even understand. Um, just kind of to prove, like I don't know, it, it's hard to explain. Like I wanted to sh- to show this kind of emptiness in this um, record in this uh, learning about regions. regions? So it's lacking. It's really lacking anything interesting. 
or well, yeah, because what, what we did was we would just learn anything of real meaning. Yeah, because Canada is really a beautiful country, but what we learned about was the statistics in it. And it just dif- ironic, maybe. Yeah, exactly. So I like, I like talked about me like s- stealing away into it, but then not being able to find anything in it oh. because I've been like diffused with all these uh, regions things. So that's what I was trying to do with it. And that's why the last line is, um, on their own, they're movie stars, all wrapped up with a bow, but together they're numbers too high or too low. Oh, I see. So... Did did you tell it to your teacher? No, I didn't. (laughs) I'm going to pretend it was just a nice little ditty I recorded for fun for her project. But yeah. That was our Sword Swallows first song. Thank you for listening. Yep. This is the second... (coughs) This is the second... (coughs) This is the second. This is the second part of my story. Burning the midnight oil. It um uh there was actually a discrepancy that I didn't know if everyone caught on to. Um in it I will say something and then I will end it with saying Harold or Nicholas, which is the character's internal thoughts. I don't know if everyone caught on to that. Um, but that will happen. Um, from now on, I'm going to say their name before and after the things, just so people get the idea. Um, last time, we were introduced to the two characters. Nicholas is a, um, uh, he's, like, around 40. He's, um, tending a, uh, a diner that his father, that has been passed down to the family. And he is not very happy because he would like, he has this idea that he's going to find love in his life and all that. And, um, Harold is, uh, paranoid, um, and he has bought a gun and he's really scared and he doesn't know what he did, what he did, what he's doing. And he just asked Nicholas for a meal because he just came to the Yukon, but it's really late at night. So Nicholas said no. And, um, Harold pulled a gun on him. Here we go. Harold. I don't know why I did it. I, I just did. One minute we, we were just talking and then the next minute I decided I wasn't going to get pushed around anymore. Harold. Nicholas. Idiot. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Why didn't I just make him the food? I would have done it for Mr. Prongs gonna shoot me. I'm gonna die, and that's gonna be the end of Nicholas Bishop. No. No, I can't give up. I'll get myself, I'll I'll get myself out. I can do it. Nicholas. Put Put the gun down, Harold. Nicholas coaxed cautiously. No. No one's gonna push me around no more. Harold screamed back, his face was flushed, and every fiber on his being was tense and shaking. Harold? Harold. (laughs) Harold was convulsing in sobs. Glossy, tear-stained eyes glared in deep sorrow and anger at Nicholas. Wet tears streamed down his crimson cheeks, and he scrubbed them away with his offhand, while the other held the pistol up to Nicholas. Harold. Some people, some people say people can get like, like pressure cookers with all the emotions bubbling underneath, unchecked. 
I guess that was true with me because I had no idea about all this stuff underneath. I was too preoccupied with being scared of everything. I was never paying any attention to the truth of myself. And I don't blame me. Not only because blaming oneself doesn't feel very good, but because this me, this honest self, this true self that I didn't pay attention to, well, it sucks. Harold. Nicholas. I don't want to die this way. I'm going to find love. I know I am. I'll live a sweet fairy tale life down in Hawaii or something. All I have to do is get myself out of this. Oh, my trying to kid. Life isn't like that. Trouble follows you wherever you go. You don't find love. Just lust. Then you live a fake life with them until you die upon which you suffer for the rest of eternity with your sins. <sighs> Might as well die right now. I'm gonna have to pay anyway. But... But I don't want to die! Nicholas. Nicholas almost felt some compassion for Harold. Except for the fact that Harold had a gun out to his face. They both stared at each other. Harold was quivering and sweating, and Nicholas was almost naked as his nightrobe was starting to slip off. I'll give you the food if you put that gun away. Teary-eyed, Harold shook his head. Give me the money, too! Nicholas stubbornly refused, and so they stared at each other silently. Nicholas, I don't know why it hadn't come to me before, but of course, the shotgun! I knew I'd get myself out of this. I won't die after all! Nicholas. Slowly, and in dire earnest for his life, Nicholas cautiously shrank downwards. Then, four things happened in quick succession. Harold noticed the movement and re-leveled his weapon. Nicholas slipped on the stool. Harold tensed in fear and accidentally pulled the trigger, and Nicholas grabbed the shotgun. Nicholas turned and looked, and there, in his father's portrait's forehead, was a smoldering bullet hole. Nicholas nearly screamed, as did Harold, who wide-eyed was staring at his damage. Nicholas, full of fear, stood as fast as he could. It was then that he realized his night robe had slipped off, and sterile, and Harold was staring at a nigh-on naked Nicholas. Nicholas blushed, and Harold bursted up, burst out laughing. Both guns were placed on the table, and the two men stared at each other, erupting with celebration of hilarity. And suddenly the tension was gone. They were just two guys having fun. The whole ordeal had been forgotten. When finally the laughter had faded to a controllable level, they stopped and wiped their tears away. The owner came around the counter after putting his night robe back on, took down two chairs off a table, and left for the kitchen to make breakfast for the two of them. What would you like? He yelled from, the, from inside the kitchen. Maybe just a deluxe omelette, Harold replied with a smile on his face. Coming right up. And Nicholas came to the counter where he cooked with all the necessary ingredient, ingredients precariously held in his arms and started to make two deluxe omelettes. Finally, they were sitting across from each other at the table. So why'd you come here? Nicholas asked politely, not quite knowing what to expect. 
Harold giggled slightly and started to explain. <laughs> I've been real chicken all my life. Scared of everything, you know? So I decided I had to get whatever I had fixed. So I went to a psychiatrist, and he told me my case was common. Can you believe that? Lots of people are totally abnormally paranoid. Well, I guess it would be normal then. But anyways, he told me the problem was I was letting other people take hold of my life and that I should be in the driver's seat, not the passenger's. Then he told me that I should take a vacation and I had always wanted to see the north, so I came up here. Not quite to what you expected, huh? Nicholas interrupted, and they both laughed. Sorry, continue. Well, I arrived here, and I... Well, I bought a gun. Stupid, stupid move. By then it was like 10.30, and I found myself staring at your restaurant as if I had to go in. Of course, you were closed. And, well, you know the rest. They laughed again at what happened that night. It seems so stupid to them now. So what brought you here? Harold asked Nicholas. Birth, Nicholas answered frankly. And I've never been outside Yukon borders. When I was 15, my dad, the one with the bullet in his head, started to teach me the ways of the breakfast nook. I served as an assistant cook. It was great, but I kept wondering why everyone wanted to be my friend, but no one wanted to go on a date with me. So finally, I inherited the restaurant. And it is exactly the same way. But you know what? Who cares? And Nicholas started laughing. All his life, he had been struggling because, because he thought everyone cared. But he had just let it go as if it was nothing. And soon Harold was laughing. And they laughed the night away until morning had come and people started to come in for breakfast. Nicholas. I kept wondering about finding love and looking good that I never realized how great the world and my friends were. I guess Harold woke me up to that. Nicholas. Harold. I have to give my psychiatrist some credit, but I guess... But really, I owe it to Nicholas. He shook me out of my fear. Taught me to just love what I've got and live in the moment. Harold. I harvested my alfalfa today. Hey, brother, what's for supper? Now we're going to have a discussion on Johnny Cash, and here's one of his songs. I hear the train a-coming, it's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison And time keeps dragging on But that train keeps rolling On down to San Antonio When I was just a baby My mama told me, son Always be a good boy Don't ever play with guns But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die When I hear that whistle blowing I hang my head and cry
winter's rich folks eating in a fancy dining car. They're probably drinking coffee and smoking big cigars. Well, I know I had it coming. I know I can't be free. But those people keep a moving, and that's what tortures me. Farther down the line, far from Folsom Prison, that's where I want to stay. And I'd let that lonesome whistle blow my blues away. Um, so what song was that? That was a. Uh... Folsom Prison Blues. Folsom Prison Blues. By Johnny Cash. I'm not quite sure when he did that. That was uh, probably a while ago. This is his older stuff. It's his older stuff. He uh, also did a newer album, which I think, I always consider the more famous one, but actually... Um, which album was that? Uh, the Man Comes Around American 4, because that was the first one I heard. Yeah. But um, So I always think it's the famous one that everyone should know. And, and it is pretty famous, actually, because it hurt. Everyone knows hurt. Yeah. But um. Uh, but uh, I walk the line and Ring of Fire. Those are his more fa- more yeah prominent famous ones. Yeah. Um. So, so he, um. So why did we choose Johnny Cash to uh, discuss today? Well, why don't we first start with that off with how did you get into him? Okay. And uh, that will lead to how... I got in... Okay, wait. Uh, wait. How did I get into him? How did I start listening to his music? Um, I think I'd... My parents had talked about him before, and his song Hurt and stuff, and I think I just heard it around the house, and I just started listening to him. I think so. It wasn't anything big, though. And then I... Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. And then I actually saw a movie called Walk the Line. Joaquin Phoenix and Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. And that was really good because I got to see his his history told in a really good way. How about you, Eric? How did you find out about Johnny Cash? Uh, I first heard about Johnny Cash. Um, my dad, uh, he he did this thing uh, with at Wednesday night. Um, he heard a, they play it. Uh, Wednesday it's just this group thing where, where, where uh, we get together and we like learn about something or something like that. Yeah. It's this um, teaching session kind of thing. It's different than it sounds. Very different than it sounds. Anyways, um, I so he there's a they played the uh, Johnny Cash Hurt music video. Yeah. There. And um, my dad came back and he says, "Oh, have you ever heard of? Have you ever heard of Hurt by Johnny Cash?" And I said, "No." And um, so he showed me the video, and I thought it was really awesome. Mm-hmm. So I got the album, Did and you? F- yeah. Wow. And at first, um, "Hurt" was the only song 
I kind of, I really liked on it. Yeah. But as I listened to it more, and now I like every single song on it. Mm-hmm. The first time I listened to it, I didn't like um, first time ever I saw your face or anything like that because there were his more love stuff. Mm-hmm. But I actually, but now I really like all his all his songs. And um, then I watched the movie. Walk the line. I walked the line, which I thought was really good. And then I went out and bought his best of for seven dollars mm-hmm. at an HMV, which was a really awesome deal. And it's pretty awesome. It has uh, I Walk the Line, Cry, 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 Folsom Prison Blues, Get a Rhythm, stuff like that. It's a really great CD. Okay. So uh, oh. so why did we choose him now, Joel? Why did we choose him? Um, we chose him because we... um, We chose him because we saw the movie. We both had seen the movie. And so now we know a bit of backstory so we can actually discuss about him. And we both like him, right? Yeah. So, um... Um, he, the movie, his history is, I didn't know any of it, is, he was sort of this, um, rural kid growing up, and his parents were pretty mean. Mm-hmm. Especially his dad, it seems. His dad was really, uh, kind of cruel to him. Yeah, and his brother died. Yeah. And then his parents actually... Wanted his brother, yeah. wanted him, not his brother to die. So if that if that's happened, if your parents are telling you that they don't actually want you, they just want your dead brother, that would be pretty hard on you. Yeah, I think so. I think that might be a hard and thing to go through. So probably to get away from that, he... Or to get away from that, he started um, with music. And uh, didn't he go to the Air Force or something like that? Yeah, he actually went in the Air Force for... And that's when he started writing, writing music... Yeah. And then he got together with some friends who couldn't really play any instruments, but he wanted to make a band, mm-hmm. kind of like our band. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and he got this recording label because he wrote this actual song that um, that the recorder didn't really like that much, and um, and then he played some other stuff. Or that's how it's depicted in the movie. Yeah. First they did a cover of a song. His band did a cover of a song, and then they played their own stuff. Yeah, and um, they really, really liked their own stuff, so they made a record. Mm-hmm. And then they got he got really big, got into drugs, um, fell down, went into just re just rehabilitating himself, and then he went. And then he married June Carter. Yeah. Which um, that's not a twist at the movie. I mean, um, I hope you knew that before you go into the movie, but um, it's not a twist or anything like that. No, like it's so. pretty obvious. Right from the start. But, um... So, what do you like about Johnny Castro? Um, he has determination. He's, like... You really loved what he was doing. Well, I guess you'd have to, but, um... He... Hmm... He... I don't know. I haven't really listened to a lot of him, but... From what I've listened to him, he's really good. What I've listened to him. Mm-hmm. What do you like about him? Uh, well, his voice really adds to his style of music. Like, mm-hmm. he has a really... He's very char- he's very characteristic. Yeah. And his style of music, it, it ranges. Like, he has, like, country and blues, as you heard. And kind of, like... Um, sort of rock. No. Yeah, yeah, he has a few... He has a bit of yeah. rock. More... Um, he's very acoustic, though. And I really like him because... And he has a bit of folk and everything. And, I don't know, I just really like his... He, his way of playing and some of what he writes, but some of what he writes is just um. Some of what he writes is just like love kind of stuff, but it's still really yeah. really good. Hmm. 
Um, hmm. So, if you haven't listened to any Johnny Cash or heard of him, we both suggest very, very much so that you listen to some of Johnny Cash and also if you want and newer stuff. And also, if you want to get into him, I'd say watch the movie. I think that yeah, was, watch the movie so if you want to get into him. Or I don't. I, th- I think the movie isn't as powerful with um depict showing some music that you'd really like to hear. We're just telling a story. But it's more telling a story, and it's told in a really, really well, good way. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, very good movie, and his music is really great. If you like, you have to be okay with a bit of country to like him, I think. Yeah. But, um... It's not bad, corny. He can be folky, he can be country, but all around it's He can be anything you want him to be. Exactly. Johnny Cash can be anything you want him to be. He could either be, he could even be electronic if you want him to be. And techno. Yeah. Well, you could you have to try, you have to want him really badly to be techno if yeah he's gonna be techno. What do you for think you. about um, hip hop? Maybe he doesn't. He kind of raps because he's not singing. Yeah. Kinda really really slowly. Yeah, he could rap. So he could, if yeah, he could be anything you want him to be. He goes all over the map, really. So that means if you don't like whatever whoever you are in the entire world. You will like him because he's whatever you want him to be. Absolutely. You can't not like him. Opera? Yeah, definitely. He can... Yeah. Okay. Well, um... Operas sing really low, right? Sometimes? So occasionally. Johnny Cash sings low. You know what? You, you'll have to listen to him and you'll decide what you think he is. But we know for sure that you like will like him. If you're if, listening if you to don't, him... If, if you don't like him, email us at... Uh, ericbeatshaw.ca or featheredtar at gmail.com. Okay. And, um, you know, if you're listening to our podcast, this is probably the kind of music you like. Maybe not, but most likely. Probably. Anyways, also, if you have suggestions, go to either one of these. Uh, ericb at shaw.ca or featheredtar at gmail.com. We also have a website. Check that out. Check it out. All right. And now here's an, a nice outro song.